You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Hey, what's up, everybody? Listen, if you have not heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number one, it's free. Yeah, I got your attention now, right? Number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Number four, you can make money from your podcast. That's right. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum viewership. Number five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. Dot FM to get started. What's up, everybody? My name is Cliff, and you are listening to the What Now Podcast. That's right, the What Now Podcast, where we, through conversation, discuss ways that we can effectively address life's most difficult moments. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the What Now Podcast. That's right, the What Now Podcast. My name is Cliff. I am the host of the What Now Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in to listen. Uh, regardless of what platform you're listening on, I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing. I appreciate you liking or loving or giving us stars and leaving reviews and sending your feedback, sending in your questions. I appreciate you. If there is a subject you would like for us to cover, you can always write us at info, I-N-F-O dot, I'm not dot, <laughs> info at cliftonpettyjohn.com, all right, info at cliftonpettyjohn.com, guys, I got a brain freeze right there, but I want you guys to reach out to me. Give me your feedback. If you have anything you would like me to elaborate on that I've spoken about on any episode from season one or any episode from season two, feel free to reach out to me. All right. Now, 
the What Now podcast. It might be your first time listening, so I always like to explain what the What Now podcast is. All right, we all have those moments in our lives where it seems like we're being hit on from the left to the right, the front, the back, bottom, top. We're just being hit, you know, in every direction. And sometimes it feels like those things have caught us off guard. And to be honest, they kind of have caught us off guard, especially if we haven't had ourselves positioned uh, for preparation or if we've been distracted by certain things that are going on, we can be caught off guard by those things. Those things uh, are called difficult moments. And I use difficult loosely because we also call them defining moments. And the reason why we call them defining moments is because they're wrapped in definition. Now, the crazy thing about the definition about of these moments is that many times we begin to identify or label the moments instead of realizing that we have the ability to label it in a manner where it works on our behalf. Sometimes we label it as a difficult moment when sometimes changing it to a defining moment changes our outlook on it. That's the power that we possess within us. So I want, I created this podcast just to have conversations about some of the moments that I've faced in life that were those defining moments for me, excuse me, for me. Did I always face them the right way? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There were times I wanted to give up. There were times I walked away. There were times I had pity parties. There were times I threw it in the towel. There was times I just said, oh, forget it. And forget it was not the word that I exercised at that moment. There were times where I just did not handle some of these situations the right way. There were times where I allowed situations to handle me versus me handling situations. So I gathered over the years the reality of just how powerful I was created to be. And once I began to understand, and that's not, not, not going to pretend there's not struggle sometimes, but when it's, once I, pre- I begin, I begin to understand how powerful the one who created me is, then I begin to understand how powerful he created me to be. And I begin to rule those defining moments versus letting those defining moments define me. All right. So let's get into tonight's subject. I just finished watching part one and part two or episode one and two of the last dance. And we know that, you know, it basically can be summed up as, the Michael Jordan story or the Chicago Bulls story. Um, so much packed in the first two episodes, yo. And one of the things that I took away from this was that you can still be successful. And I, I've seen this in my life as well. And yet there still be chaos all around you. Or you're still walking in chaos or or or, or it can things can be falling apart while you're still being victorious. And sometimes when you don't deal with those um, things that could cause you to fall apart, it actually ends up falling apart. But what I want to talk about tonight is the fact that Michael Jordan does something in this documentary. um, Documentary. Um, you know, I get on here sometimes and I cannot pronounce words and I'm starting to say, um, again, I realize, but anyway, documentary. And I realized that 
we are listening to Michael Jordan share his story. Now, you know, Scottie Pippen and some other players share their story as well. But the reason why this is so powerful to me is because many times when we hear stories about Michael Jordan is told from teammates, coaches, players who admire him, players who, uh, you know, did not admire him, uh, other coaches in the league that were around during that time is told by uh, journalists and reporters that were around during those times. But very rarely do we hear Michael tell his story. So I'm sitting there and I'm listening to his interpretation of everything that went on. And, and I, I've been watching the Internet, so I know that some don't agree uh, with some of the things that he said some of his viewpoints, even as far as what Scottie Pippen's decisions um, when he got injured and, you know, how Scottie felt concerning the money he was making. I just want to say this. I totally understand what Scottie Pippen was saying. Um, I think any of us that have felt overworked and underappreciated or undervalued at times can understand how Scotty felt. Now, do I agree with the way that he handled it? I can't necessarily say that I agree, but that's the 40-year-old me talking. I can't go back. Well, I know that, you know, if I went back, that the 20-year-old me probably would have handled it the same way Scotty did. Um, but you know, Michael had a very strong viewpoint on that. He felt that Scotty was being selfish, you know, in, in that specific situation. Um, and I watched as the internet talked and everybody was saying, well, that's easy for him to say because, you know, he was being appreciated and he was being, you know, paid, but that's not the point I want to talk about tonight. I just want to talk about the power of telling your story. Many of us have many times remained silent when we should have spoken and have spoken when it would have been a lot wiser to be quiet. And I'm at a phase in my life where I am not as quiet as I used to be, especially when it comes to things that misrepresent me. And I'm also understanding that Sometimes people don't mean to misrepresent you, but that is their interpretation of it. Now, there are some that are just flat out lying on you. They're just, they just, they wake up ready to lie. Like they just sit around and their thought process is who can I lie to today and how creative can I get with the lie? with my lies and ask me how I know because I used to be a compulsive liar. And I mean, my imagination could run wild with some of the lies I told and to the point where I would lie and then sit back and say, Cliff, why did you do that? That one, they didn't even ask for that lie. That's one of my favorite lines. Um, a, uh, mentor of mine growing up used to say that all the time. Like, why do people tell, I didn't ask them for that lie. But, you know, I own mine. I did. I, I used to lie just to lie for no reason whatsoever. But as far as we're owning your story, there are people that will lie, you know, on you. But then there are people that are honestly show, um, telling your story from their lens. Have you ever tried uh, to put on somebody's eyeglasses 
that and they were prescription. Now I'm not talking about those who like to wear, you know, just wear glasses just for fun. I never got that because it's not fun for me to wear them. If I didn't have to wear them, I wouldn't wear them. But that's my viewpoint on it. But have you ever tried to look through somebody's prescription lens or even picked up a pair of reading glasses? And the first thing that happens to you is like you get kind of, whoa, a little dizzy, a little woozy. Everything is blurry. That's the same thing when somebody is attempting to tell the uh, pureness of your story. It's as if they are attempting to put your glasses on, your prescription, your viewpoint, and they're trying to dissect what it is that you are thinking while something is going on or while you're doing something or while you are making a decision that you're making and they're misrepresenting you, sometimes not on purpose, but they have attempted to tell your story from their viewpoint. And sometimes when we've been quiet, when we should have spoken up, it has caused our story not to be told the correct way or to the full magnitude that it could be told. And I feel like that's what Michael is doing now. It's like after all these years, he's had time to sit back and process some things. And now he's ready to tell his story and why he acted the way he acted and why he reacted the way he reacted and his viewpoint on winning. I think that one of the greatest things I saw, you know, from him telling the story was uh, when he had got injured and he had snuck off and was working out and, you know, his body had healed up and it came back stronger and he worked out and then they put him on a time limit. And Michael's mindset was, you're putting me on a time limit now because you don't want us to make the play playoffs because you feel that's going to position us good for the draft. But Michael's mindset was we play hard 100% of the time. That to me was so powerful because it showed where there can be disconnect or where there can be a disconnect between two different entities or two different individuals because our mindset or our goals are different. And this is why it's important that you take your story back. I'm talking to each and every one of you, whether you're an author, a speaker, a singer, a creative, or you feel as if I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody. Y'all, y'all know I can sing. But if you feel like you're, you know, you have no significance or no value, I want you to understand that you have a story and your story is so powerful. Your story is more powerful than you realize. And the reality is you won't allow yourself to sit and write out your story. You won't allow yourself to sing your story. You won't allow yourself to speak your story. You won't allow your story to be heard. And because you won't take time to process your story, you have begun to devalue your story. Or because you're looking at your story through the lens of other people, you don't see the magnitude of your story. But tonight, my encouragement to each and every one of you is to, that was a, a commercial when I was younger. It's my favorite commercial, y'all. I'm telling y'all, I was a big Michael Jordan fan. Y'all don't understand. But the commercial talked about being like Mike. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. 
If I could be like Mike, be like Mike, be like Mike. Yo, that was my career. Sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move. I dream I groove like Mike. If I could be like Mike. Yeah, I don't care that I can't sing. When that song come on, y'all, I get hype. But I encourage us to, tonight. I always talk about be like Nike and just do it. But tonight, I want to encourage you to to follow Michael Jordan's example um, in this specific uh, conversation that we're having. And I want you to take back your story and begin to tell your story in whatever manner you can tell it. Maybe it's just you sitting down behind a camera and just starting to talk. And the reality is, it's not going to be easy to tell your story because there's so many parts to your story. There's so many layers to your story. But the thing about layers, if you're thinking about an onion, we can never get to the core of the onion if we don't start to peel back those layers. And you know, with an onion, it's going to make you cry. The more and more you peel it back, many times it causes not a, a it causes your eyes to leak. That's the same thing with our stories. Sometimes there are going to be some painful things that we are going to have to talk about. And you're going to have to be honest about how it made you feel, which is going to make you vulnerable. And I know many times we don't like to be vulnerable, but there is so much growth in vulnerability. There is so much purpose in vulnerability. There is so much freedom in vulnerability. And some of you are holding up your freedom. You've been seeking God. God, I just need to be delivered. God, I just need to be healed. Some of your healing is wrapped up in you taking ownership of your story and sharing it. Some of you, it's going to be in a book. And God will give you the creative ways of writing your book without naming names. Some of you are worried about protecting others. So you've held back on your story, but ask God to give you the creative wisdom to be able to fully express your story because there are people that are waiting for the fullness of your story. Don't you hold them hostage anymore. Don't you allow them to still be bound up. Cliff, uh -uh, that's their choice. That's their responsibility. There are people that are connected to your voice. There are people that are connected to your book. There are people that are connected to your songs. There are people that are connected. Their deliverance is connected to you. Their healing, their breakthrough, the miracles that they're seeking, the direction that they need is locked up inside of you. And they can't get it until you come to grips with the reality of, I have to tell my story. Some of you are in pain right now because you've allowed others to give a version of the story and you're sitting back and you're like, man, nobody cares about uh, the truth. It's not about they don't care about the truth. You won't allow yourself to share the truth. Share the truth. It's okay. And if you need help, I got your back, baby. That's why I gave you the phone number. Text HELP to 302-648-5544 or email me at info at cliftonpettyjohn.com. I got your back 100%. I just want you to be authentic in your truth. Now, we don't need to add to and subtract from and 
recreate a past. All right. We don't need to do that. We don't need to tear somebody else down to build ourselves up. There's power enough in your story that that'll help um, bring about the purpose that that's in your life. And it's time we have. We're in a space of time right now where we have nothing but time. And some of us are so caught up in the norm and what we feel. I got to get back to this. I got to get back to business as usual. Can I be honest with you? There is no business of usual anymore. Even after the quarantine is done, when we go back to what we're calling quote unquote normal, it's going to be a new normal. There's been a shift. There's been a paradigm shift. And if we're not careful and we don't shift with it, we're still going to be trying to apply old principles and, and, and old strategies and techniques to something that has advanced beyond us. Don't you come out of this quarantine without being more advanced or more alert. And I'm not talking about you need to develop a new skill. Sometimes it's not about developing a new skill. Sometimes it's about focusing on what you were created to do, becoming more aware of what you were created to do, becoming more aware of you, becoming more aware uh, uh, of the God that lives inside of you and the power and the authority that's inside of you. Are you aware? Are you woke? Or have you just begin to say you're woke because everybody else is saying it? Are you honestly woke? So my encouragement to you, all today, as I've said, and I probably keep repeating myself with this, but take back your story, share your story, free yourself enough. I can't say that enough on this podcast. Free yourself. You have the power inside of you to free yourself. Free yourself enough to be able to honestly express yourself. Express your story, I mean. All right? I want to hear from you. I want to hear how you're going to do this, the steps you're going to take. I want to hear after you've taken some steps, you know, uh, what you did, how it made you feel. I want to hear the results of it. I want to hear all of that, guys. This is not just for me to get on here and talk. This is for us to interact with each other. All right? And as I always say, create a great day. Walk with purpose and by all means, execute your vision. Be blessed. Can you identify any areas in your life where stagnation is manifesting? Now, I know some of you might say, no, I can't. Well, I want us to look at stagnation for what it really is. Some people have identified stagnation as something that's not growing or that's not producing. I don't believe that's stagnation. To me, stagnation can also be that yes, we're growing. Yes, we're producing. However, we're growing and producing in a manner that's disrespectful to the purpose and the greatness that resides inside of us. And listen, we all have areas where we can identify that we could be doing a lot better in. There's greater potential in those areas than we are experiencing. And guess what? I have a tool that will help you begin to experience transformation in those areas of stagnation in your life. And that tool is called 
From Stagnation to Transformation. That's right. That is my book, From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I want you to hit there. I want you to hit the Transformation tab. There you're going to find a free preview of my book. That's right. A free preview of my book. And I promise you, after you read the preview, you're going to want to invest in your personal transformation through purchasing the book. So again, hit over there. Purchase the book. Let me know you purchased it. Here's what I always say, guys. If you purchase the book, you read the book, you apply the principles in your life, and yet you still are stagnant in the areas that you are applying them to, and you're not experiencing any transformation, and you can prove to me that you have applied these principles, I will give you a, a 100% refund. That's right, a 100% refund. Why? Because I believe in the application of the principles that are outlined in this book. So again, visit www cliftonpettyjohn.com and purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation.